today with another episode and I wanted to start off the year with a chat with me that was the previous episode and um, again I am back with another missing and murdered indigenous woman um, case and um, again I wanted to um, bring more awareness to this epidemic that we're living in Um, and today you're going to be talking about the So before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to quickly put out a disclaimer like I do in pretty much every missing persons case or every true crime case that I talk about. I mean absolutely no disrespect to anyone, to the victim's families, to anyone involved in the cases that I talk about. I just want to raise awareness of this terrible epidemic that we're living in. Um, and I, I truly mean no disrespect. I just want to, um, have, make sure these people's stories are heard. Um, and yes. Now, getting on to the case. Selena Not Afraid went missing on January 1st, 2020, on New Year's Day. So literally just a year ago. She was a Native American teenager living in Bighorn County, Montana. She lived in the Crow Reservation. Now, if Bighorn County sounds familiar, that's probably because you listened to my previous Missing and Murdered Indigenous Woman episode when we talked about the case of Hey Sarah Stops Pretty Places. She was also from Bighorn County. And I can't stress how much an epidemic this is it really is crazy to me how many women children and men go missing and nothing seems to be done like i said there 84 percent of native american women experience sexual assault one third are raped over the course of their lives And that's just 730,000 women in 2015 alone. By today, that that number has risen a lot. And think about this. Native Americans just in Montana make up about 6% of the population, yet make up 20% of the missing population? That makes zero sense. I'm sorry, that makes zero sense. But going on to the case, let's talk about who Selena was. Selena Not Afraid was born on June 18, 2003. And she was actually a twin. Her twin sister's name is Zoe, and both of them were the youngest of five siblings. At the time she went missing, she was a junior at Hardin High School, which is crazy to me to think that she would be graduating with us. Because, if you don't know, I am a senior in high school, and it just astounds me how she was literally my age when all of this happened. And I 
it's just really sad to think about. Um, but she was, she's described as a beautiful young woman who was known for her bubbly and cheer, like cheery personality. She had a kind heart and her passion was horses. She wanted to be a horse relay race riding champion, I believe. Um, she loved beating, she loved sewing, not just because it connected her with her culture, but because she was a creative person. However, in 2014, the family was struck with heartbreak when Selena's twin sister took her own life at 11 years old. And a couple years later, in 2017, her brother died at the age of 23, shot by a police officer. His name was Preston David Belland. That same year, her oldest sister was hit by a car and died. It was a hit and run. So even before 2020, her family had experienced three major losses. Only Selena and her brother Ray J were the last, I guess, siblings left. And yes, they got close. They even had plans of going to college together. But that would all change on January 1st, 2020. Talking a little bit about the day before she went missing, New Year's Eve, like pretty much the rest of the world, she too celebrated the new year with friends at, at a party. And yes, there was alcohol. And yes, she and her friends were drinking underage. But for those not aware, drugs and alcohol are very common in reservations. Unfortunately, that is the truth. They have easy access to them. And it is very very common. But Selena stayed at this house party that she was in and she stayed there the night and then the next day on New Year's Day, she and five others, four men and one woman, got in a car and headed back towards Hardin. So oh, they were actually driving down what I believe is Interstate 90 and at one point the van that they were in actually broke down. So they pulled over at a rest stop between Billings and Hardin. And this rest stop is actually where Selena was last seen alive. At this rest stop on New Year's Day at 2 p.m. Now the timeline is really hard to, I guess, talk about. The information gets a little confusing. There are going to be questions. There's probably going to be a lot of theories to what actually happened. And I'll go over a few of them uh, today. So let's just go over what, first of all, what I could find. And um, we'll go from there. So the driver of this van where she was in, what we know is that I guess there was an issue 
on their way to Hardin. The driver pulled over and he apparently fixed it, but he didn't. Like, it was temporary. And, um, he, I guess, told Selena and her other friend, I believe her name is Ilana, that they're not gonna get back in the van with him because he said it wouldn't be long until, you know, it happened again. And it, it I know, it, just bear with me. But he thought of a better idea and told them to wait at the rest stop that they were in and that he was going to have his mom come pick them up. And he told them that she was only 10, 15 minutes away and it would be very quickly and just to basically wait there for his mom. And um, she and her friend Arlana just said okay. And he went on his way and they were just there waiting for um, this guy's mom. Now, this guy's mom did show up. But when she did, she did not find either of them. She did not find Selena and she did not find Arlana. So she, she was confused. She basically got out of, car, out of her car and started looking around the area and she found Arlana and she was just sitting in a ditch nearby the truck stop or the rest stop but she did not see Selena with her so she asked her what was what what happened what, what what's wrong and Arlana basically said that she had no idea she had no idea what happened she was herself confused she had no idea how she even got to the ditch um and also she had like these big scratches all over her legs and um literally they informed selena's family that she was missing at the rest stops they immediately called police and there was even this witness at one point who said that she saw Selena run off in a nearby field, um, close to the rest stop. And yes, there was a, like, field woodsy area. Um, and the woman claimed that Selena had asked to go with her, but she said no to her. Um, and Selena just basically went on her own. Um, now, I don't know. It's just weird to me that Arlana doesn't remember anything and the woman is just I mean I kind of get it you know you don't know this girl but still it, it's really um, it's just confusing but um, the woman had said and pointed where she saw her last and where she ran last and there actually was a good search party like um the there was like a three four mile radius and um they brought in dogs and horses and helicopters and drones to try and help like find her or locate they probably thought that she was like hiding or something um but it was like i mean they in that sense in that sense they they did a good job i mean they did a lot more than what oh other police or in other cases that we've talked about 
So in that case, I'm, I'm happy that they at least used resources um, to help find her. But in the end, they could not find her. Now, a lot, a lot of volunteers came out to search for Selena, especially the Native, the Native American people. Six days after she went missing, her friends literally at her school protested, did not go to school, and marched and held a search party for her and basically just tried to spread the word. And you can see all of these news footage of it. Um, and... At first, you know, the Bighorn County Police Department, uh, I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with them, especially when we talk about the um, case here, Stops Pretty Places case, but um, the department quickly and other authorities came in to help search, including, I believe it's the Crow Tribe Police, like, I've, I've talked about the whole um, legislative side of this um the montana highway patrol and even the fbi helped search for selena um of course it was absolutely heartbreaking but they were especially for her family but they were determined to do everything they could to find her um and i believe i saw or read somewhere that I, her family even stayed at the at that rest stop where she was last seen like they like camped there um because you know it was the last place that your family member was seen um and it and it's really heartbreaking um but so far at this point um they haven't found basically anything um but what they did do was that um they knew that there was this van that she drove from the house party um and basically just pinpointed the house party the house from the house party um and the rest stop just so they knew like okay this is the route that she took and this is where we're gonna be looking just i guess to pinpoint where they're looking at um and they did search the van. I don't think they found anything from there. Um, they really haven't released a lot of information. I will say that. Um, maybe they're hiding something just in case they find someone. But here's why I don't think it's that. And I'll get into the theory. Um, but I'll get into like the conclusion of this. Um, but they did search the van. I don't think they found anything. Again, they haven't released anything. Um, there was also apparently a green Subaru Forester, um, with Wyoming plates in the parking lot at the time that Selena and her friend were there. So at the time at the rest stop where she was there. Now people, you know, they, let's be honest, you start wondering, maybe this person had something to do with it. Maybe he forced her, um, to get into the car maybe he tried it um you know that this person starts um looking suspicious <laughs> maybe he had something to do with what happened to her um but you know a lot of people were coming forward saying that they saw selena in so many different places and yes they did go and look at each of these individual tips but they really couldn't find anything like nothing they even 
they did well this time they looked at her phone unlike okay sarah stops three places they haven't um but they did look at her phone and they were looking to her snapchats and police were able to figure out that the party was on montana avenue in billings so this was really important because again they were able to pinpoint like which route that they took and where she could possibly be if she actually did run into the woodsy fields or where she ran um like that lady had said now um they were able to pinpoint it but again nothing even with so many volunteers and dogs they found absolutely nothing that is until 20 days later on january 20th 2020 after selena had originally went missing on new year's day her body was found in a field nearby nearby the rest stop so remember when that lady said she ran into the fields her body was found in that field but what's crazy is that her body was only found one mile into that field and somehow some way everybody missed it and it took them 20 days to find her listen i'm not gonna say much because i don't really know how investigation works but come on you had dogs you had drones you had helicopters you had so many volunteers and she was literally a mile into the field they had apparently looked all over the field three to four miles into it i believe um but they didn't find anything and that's what's mostly frustrating to me because it's so it's weird she was only one mile in that's where her body was she was so close yet no one no one found her no one even bothered to look or i don't know again it's you know it shouldn't take that long to find someone a mile from where they were last seen you know um and of course the family was heartbroken um and many many people you know they started to wonder okay come on again it was a mile away this probably could have been um multiple people involved they thought it was homicide um and even again there were dogs involved and people started questioning okay so why didn't the dogs pick up her scent if she was only a mile away and they said that this is actually because the dogs weren't cadaver dogs they were just police dogs so they were kept on leashes because since there were so many people they didn't want the dogs to attack other people um because there were so many people volunteering to find her and these dogs were trained to attack they weren't really trained to like i guess sniff or something so that's why the dogs didn't find her or weren't finding her um but also like they had helicopters and they had drones so from high above the helicopter like come on it's just really from that high up i don't know how you could miss her but then again i wasn't there i don't know it's just really weird um 
But again, like I said, many people did suspect that there was foul play involved. Um, but the investigator said that at this point, at this point in time at least, they didn't believe that there was any uh, foul play involved because they found no footprints or tire tracks. And, I mean, I just, it, this case is frustrating and weird on so many levels that it, it, you know, it makes sense. Okay, there was no footprints or tire tracks. Um, but how did she get there and you didn't find her? Um, and also the people, I'm not going like, to, let's talk about the people in the car. Yes, a lot of people did suspect, you know, those people maybe had something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but at that point, they even asked other higher ranking investigators or officials, I don't really know the terminology, to check their binders of information. They had three of them. They said that they didn't miss anything and that there was no, to them, there was no foul play involved. I know, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, but her funeral was held on Sunday, January 26, 2020 at 11 a.m. She was buried in Fairview Cemetery in Arden and over a thousand people showed up to her funeral. And her casket was actually on a horse-drawn carriage. And a lot of people even rode their own horses behind her. And as she was taken to her burial site. So I thought, you know what, I thought that was a really nice way. Since she really, you know, her passion was horses. And she did want to one day, you know, own a farm. And, and become a horse relay racer. Um, but her, unfortunately, her... Her life was cut short. Um, she was gone too soon. And another thing that I, I found was that this group of like track runners or runners, um, known as uh, Gaston Renegades, who ran all the way from Pine Ridge, the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, for several days in order to get. To the service in time and they said they of course ran for her but also to raise awareness for the native missing and murdered indigenous women um but also children and, and men in general who go missing every year now um <sighs> a lot of people thought selena's death was you know weird and strange and then the autopsy, the autopsy, let me pronounce it right, um, reports came back on February 24th. And the report, which was signed by four state medical examiners, um, basically said that she died of hyperthermia and marked her death as accidental. They said that she had no wounds or injuries or marks of anything that indicated that it was foul play. You know, but a lot of people like myself think that there's something missing um, from everything. Like, there's something that just isn't right. And I can't, like, pinpoint it because I don't... 
it's just so hard I just feel like there, there's something missing in this story whether it's from that at that point when she was at that stop at that rest stop um I just can't get past how they missed her when she was only a mile away um but they did say that at that point um it was not closed the case was not closed it was still open and that they they would get other people to review but that they said that they don't think that they missed anything and by they i mean the department bighorn county police department um but yeah you know apparently she died of hypothermia a mile away from the rest stop and you know a lot of people have made their own theories and brought up their own ideas that you know there was alcohol involved and they were intoxicated so people also think that that you know there's also that possibility that maybe <sighs> her friends did something to her or the people that were in that band did something to her um I don't know the it's really um it's really weird now talking a little bit about the toxicology report everyone when I was reading everyone seemed to like been waiting for the toxicology report um but I literally couldn't find anything of it I feel like I mean, when I started reading it, people were like, oh, it's like June, they'll probably, you know, um, put it up soon, uh, but I couldn't find it, so if anyone finds information about the toxicology report, I feel like that's important to report about, especially just knowing what was in her system, maybe there could be a clue to, maybe this wasn't hypothermia, you know, um, but so far, I, I couldn't really find anything. Um, and it's just, the only reason why I say that is because there was drinking involved. And there could have been some types of drugs that we don't know. Um, maybe the friends, again, like I said, had something to do with it. Um, because Arlana, Arlana, Arlena, Arlana, who was her friend... Um, the friend group was just very shady in general because the people were just like, you know, what? Their actions afterward were shady. Arlana, she had Snapchat and she had it Snapchatted like on her story. She had posted, um, what showed drinking in the car and, um, some sort of argument. Um, now, you know, I don't want to say anything but it could be something involved with drinking maybe the guys did something i don't know again she had like these scratches on her legs that no one seems to be talking about um so i, I she doesn't even remember anything um but um there's also you know they could have done something um, Arlana deleted her Facebook page after this, and apparently two of the men who were in the car moved out of the state. Um, of course, I can't really say much more about this, um, but like I said, there really isn't 
a lot of information out there and this case is very frustrating <sighs> but I definitely think that the overall thing that we should look into is that she went missing at 2 p.m. It, 2 p.m. the sun is out it is broad daylight um and in on January in Montana so she would have had plenty of time to get back to the rest stop if she did wander off um I don't know you know it's she had hypothermia before it got out it got like dark out it doesn't make sense like was she just running around or did she walk why did she go there that's a big question was she following someone um I don't know I mean I feel like something is missing there's just something that's missing here um but that's basically all I have I did see that her family in her funeral the news coverage that I found from her funeral um her family did say that they um were just really happy that she that they had her with her they just prayed that they'd find her and they did um they found her body and that she's now resting in peace and um they're just really happy that they found her but you know she was taken way too soon um but that's all we have on selena not selena not afraid's case and that's all i could really find um but if you guys have any more ideas or any more information on this case i would really really um love to hear it um i do have an instagram where i'm posting um information and tip lines where you can go especially with my, when i do missing persons cases here um and it's called chat with audrey podcast basically just in my podcast um but today it was a really weird one uh to say the least but she is resting she is resting in peace and um but she, like I said, her case is just, it brings up a lot of questions. It's not just with the people who she was around with, but also just because of the whole conclusion. Um, but this was the case of Selena Not Afraid. Again, I wanted to do more cases um, involving Native, Native American women and children and men because it's just not talked about enough and it's so big and a lot of the family was concerned that this was not going to get a lot of coverage because it was 2020 what was the biggest thing that happened in 2020 the pandemic and of course the election and everything kind of got it kind of got pushed back and a lot of people weren't looking into it um but bighorn county did i guess do a better job but still they have so many other unsolved cases, especially Kaisera Stops Pretty Pace. Kaisera Stops Pretty Places. Her case was just so frustrating, and I can't believe they didn't even try to look at her phone, even. Like, that's a place to start. But, um, this was the case of Selena Not Afraid. Again, I will post, um, more of her. I will post pictures of her and, um, more of her story and where you can go to um for to help missing and murdered indigenous women the movement that's going on that has to continue going on so we can get justice 
for all these victims and all these families. Um, so I post more information. Again, my Instagram is chat with Audrey podcast and I am your host, Adriana, Adriana, again, call me what you want. Um, but I will see you guys all in the next episode. Bye. Thank <music> you.